The advance of online publishing has had an impact on many areas of traditional newspaper advertising and perhaps none has been impacted upon so dramatically as the classified sections of newspapers where once you might have had several pages of advertisements some newspapers have scrapped their classified sections entirely or moved them exclusively online. Self-acknowledged classified fetishist Brian O'Connell has been browsing through some classified advertising sections and he joins us now to tell us what kind of stories he found. Brian, on a personal note, uh, first of all, classifieds, why are you an anorak? Um, I just think they tell us so much about society. Um, But if you know what you're looking for, I think people really open up in the classified section, maybe to do it unintentionally. And I just think it's a very revealing part of the paper, Miles. And, you know, I don't mean personal in the kind of likes fish suppers and winter walks type. I mean, you know, people will revealing some of their circumstances. So I live in Cork and every Tuesday evening Echo down here, they bring out a great supplement of free ads. And uh, I just find it fascinating reading. You get everything there from office furniture to a potential husband or wife. Now, (laughs) what you've done is you've gone behind the stories of some of the ads for us. But before we get to those examples, you spoke to one newspaper editor who has had some unusual requests for their classified section in recent months. Yeah, I dropped into the Cork Independent and that's a weekly free sheet. It's edited by Deirdre O'Shaughnessy. And Deirdre told me a little bit about the saints and the sins that both feature in their classified section. Um, we have had grandparents coming in, uh, putting in prayers for their grandchildren who have been ill. Um, there was a couple of well-known little girls and boys in Cork who were seriously ill, whose grandparents actually came in and advertised with us for a prayer, which is something I had never come across before I worked in this industry. Um, but and is that because they reckon God uh, would pick up the Cork Indo every week? Or well, what? doesn't everyone, you know, I don't know. It's a funny one, but it's obviously, it's obviously just a thing that people do. And we don't have death notices, but this is kind of the closest thing that I would identify to that um, but then I mean you have everything from that to the totally sacrilegious because we, we have had people ringing we had a lady ringing um, who was visiting from the UK uh, quite recently and she rang and asked to advertise her services and we said alright you know and what are they and of course we probably should have realised a bit earlier what they were and we said I'm sorry we don't take that kind of ad you know we're a family newspaper and because we're free we land on people's doorsteps so you know we're not going to be responsible for some somebody's child asking them what, what this means and what that's me- that means. So hang on, when you said to her um, what are your services, what did she say? Well, she said that she offered services she was an equal opportunities uh, person. She comes to Cork every year. It's her most popular destination apparently and she could not for the life of her understand why we wouldn't advertise her. We had to explain that we couldn't advertise prostitution, that it's not legal and uh, that we wouldn't anyway because of her family paper. Um, but it, that wasn't good enough. She had to speak to the sales manager um, who tried to convince her again that you know this is just something we don't do she said she's never had this from another Irish newspaper she couldn't understand it and then she offered um, incentives basically if we would take the ad <laughs> but it's it's a very interesting range of things because you do get everything from the prayer to that um, and everything in between I mean certainly since the recession you see a change in the type of ads um, a lot more things like man with the van which I always find interesting because kind of when you look behind a story like that they obviously bought the van for something originally that they probably can't do anymore I see what you mean about the saints and uh, sins or saints and sinners, Brian. They're all there. Now, you have you have the classified section in front of you that you worked off. I know some people you contacted were understandably reluctant to speak to you on tape. But uh, just g- give us an example of what you came across. Yeah, well, I think one of the more interesting parts of the classifieds is the bridal section. And I'm looking at one here and it says wedding dress for sale, never worn. 
So, you know, that obviously mm. tells its own story. Um, I rang the lady and she said it was her daughter's and things just didn't work out. And obviously they're trying to recoup some of the outlay on the wedding that, that didn't take place. And whereas before, maybe they might have given the dress away or not been too bothered about the outlay. Now, I guess with money tied, people have to get some of their costs backs. Um, now, I did see one other advertisement for a new and unused wedding dress for sale. And its owner, Susan, told me why she had to sell it. Beautiful medieval style wedding dress, size 22-24, I'm ashamed to say. But anyway, and it was new and unused. Basically, there's a picture here in front of you on my laptop of it. It's a, a lovely dress, really. It's a cream velvet material with large bell arms and there's crisscross and ribboning in the front of it and the back so that it can expand to a larger size if necessary as well. But... And I suppose when people hear new and unused wedding dress for sale, they think, oh, my God, something somewhere went wrong. (laughs) Well, um, we had all the plans and everything and it just uh, for one reason or another just didn't take place, really. Um, I had always wanted a medieval theme and I found it on eBay as well. And, um, you know, I was able to get it no problem. But at the end of the day, we kind of we we put it off for another while, the wedding. So um, was that to do with finances or? Um, finances and just uh, things were happening in both our lives that it just wasn't the right time. But um, we did we did actually end up then uh, going ahead with a, an, an actual medieval blessing um, on Cape Clear Island. And I had another medieval dress for that. It's blue, as you can see in the picture there. Medieval gear. Uh, Chris is wearing uh, what would be worn by the knightsmen. It's uh, four patches of colours on it, a long gown. And uh, we both have swords as well because part of the ceremony was a Viking blessing. So, of course, this is all done by a druid, a friend of ours. Uh, there were two stones as well on the island. And that was it's, uh, they're actually called the marriage stones. The local people call them the marriage stones. So we had a complete blessing there on the island, myself and Chris. And uh, we have an official medieval certificate of the wedding as well. So what are we in now? We're at the end of August. When is he going to give you the day up the aisle? I wish I could tell you. I've been on to him now. I don't know how many times. Um, when is it? When is it going to happen? Um, we He's definitely like a church wedding and we're hoping next summer. But, you know, all going well, maybe next summer. Now, sticking with the wedding theme, Brian, there was another one, another ad in relation to an engagement ring. Tell us about that. Yeah, and again, it was an advertisement for an engagement ring, which is new. And the ring, I think, was worth 3,600 and it was for sale for about 3,000 euros. Now, I rang and a man answered and he told me that he couldn't talk on tape. He said he'd put away the ring in anticipation of asking his girlfriend to marry him. So he was paying off, I think he paid a few hundred euros off it every week uh, over the course of, say, a couple of months. And when they decided to actually get engaged, his girlfriend then told him, well, I've picked out the perfect ring. I already have my eye on it. Oh, dear. And he just didn't want to tell her, Miles, that he already had one put away. So what they did is they bought the ring she had her eye on. He went back to the jewellers where he had put away the ring initially and they held him to the contract. So now he's in a position where he's got to get rid of the first ring and his fiance, his fiance she doesn't know anything about it. So, well, you know, it's not a great start to the married life, is it? Hey, and they do say that uh, Irish men are not romantic. I mean, that sounds pretty romantic to me that he wouldn't have mm. said, sorry, uh, I've already got the ring. Yeah, uh, pretty, pretty noble, really. Very much so. Now, 
I think most classified sections will have a lot of pets for sale, so there's nothing particularly unusual in that. But tell us about the animals that you came across in last Tuesday's Evening Echo, the ones that particularly caught your eye. Yeah, well, like you said, you'll have your fish bowls for sale. Ponies are another big one I noticed, particularly in the last year or two. Uh, budgies, lots of cats and dogs. But there in last Tuesday's Evening Echo was an ad for a pair of breeding monkeys. And as the quotation said, with or without cage. Um, so I just had to phone up and the man who was selling them, he was telling me he bought them up the north and uh, he said I was too late that they were already sold to a new pet farm just outside Bishopstown in Cork called Romley's. And that have, I mean, it's a traditional sort of farm or pet farm, but they do have a lot of exotic animals as well. So sure enough, when I called there, there was one of the monkeys was in their new home and Ivan Romley showed me around. Right, so here we have a cage and inside I can see, oh, look at, yeah, God, he's small, aren't he? Yeah, this uh, mamma said he, uh, she's three years old. Um, she's pregnant, we think, which is also a good thing. Um, they're probably the smallest of all monkeys, um, most unusual because they uh, mainly of their size and they're so active in, inside in the cage. They're minded very like a child. They get baby food. They get um, a lot of very, very tender, tender loving care. They have to have heat at all times. But by knowing a bit about animals proper and proper management of them um, they can do very very well and breed for you now as you can see this guy is uh, is quite settled in he's only here a couple of days and had you ever seen monkeys advertised in the classified ads before no actually I'd never saw them on the echo before no we have uh, lemur monkeys here on the farm as well a lot of the exotic animals here we've brought them in from foreign places but no I have never seen uh, monkeys on the classified ads and I hope I'll see them again and what about the traceability of it? Obviously, you're buying them from a classified ad. You bought them from a man in Newmarket. Uh, how do you know where they came from if they if they don't have a virus or disease? Yeah, well, certainly before I buy any of the animals here, I have to have proper proper records. I have to to know that um, the previous owner, who he was before this, certainly it's a big big thing here that we have to know the absolute traceability of the animal and to make sure it is well and healthy before it arrives here. So this, these animals, where did they come from? They originated from the north of Ireland. Um, the previous owner had them only for six months. Uh, he's having a big operation, that's the reason he's selling them. So I always like to know there's a genuine reason for selling things. I never buy anything unless I can be pretty sure that they're not being sold for the wrong reasons. And uh, how much did you pay for them, if you mind me asking? Yeah, these guys aren't cheap. <laughs> they're uh, quite a small monkey, but quite a big figure certainly in excess of 1000 euros so um and you bought two did you where's the other fella i bought two yeah there's one arriving tomorrow i have one here now and the other one is arriving tomorrow so by tuesday i hope to have the two here back together again now finally brian you saw an ad from someone looking for help and you met with the man who placed the ad yeah the ad was quite brief miles it was in a similar section towards the back of the classifieds where people might ask for prayers um, you know, the, the back of the classifieds are probably uh, quite interesting in that you can have people looking for old memorabilia from museums to somebody trying to find an item they lost. Now, I'll let this man read his advertisement and then he'll tell us afterwards why he put it in the Evening Echo for the last few weeks. Uh, help I wanted for, for a pensioner to formulate a difficult letter. So you put that advertisement in the Evening Echo a couple of weeks in a row, was it? Uh, that's, that's correct. Um, and tell me why you put that ad in. A uh, 66 years of age now, and I'm uh, applying for my pension. 
uh, after working in uh, Germany for a very long period of time. And I'm having very little success uh, connecting uh, with, with the German authorities, uh, partly uh, through the, the the language barrier and partially uh, because they, they don't, don't, don't seem to have uh, a very good uh, communication system. And you worked there for many years. Obviously, you're due a pension, so somehow that's fallen between the cracks. Yes, uh, this has been going on now for almost a year, and uh, I'm uh, very downhearted uh, with, with, uh, with what has happened. And where did you work in Germany? Uh, I worked in uh, Frankfurt uh, and uh, near Frankfurt. Have many people responded to the ad? I've had uh, just a few. Be precise, uh, one one lady replied, and uh, I've I've communicated with her further. And so, hopefully, she might help you and take. So, I mean, I, because in front of you here, you have a list of do- you've a folder after folder of documents. I can imagine it becomes uh, a stress, but I can imagine it becomes very difficult trying to keep track of Irish social welfare. You know, your communications with TDs, your communications with the German authorities. Yes, I, I perceive myself now as uh, being a number. So there you have it. I mean, it's quite personal and obviously he's hoping that by reaching out in the classified section, he'll get the kind of help he needs. Um, incidentally, Miles, one former editor of the Irish Examiner, Brian Looney, I had a chat with him and he was telling me when he was editing that paper well over a decade ago, the classified section on a Saturday would be up to about 15 pages. I mean, it really would be a fraction of that now for the examiner. And he also said that in other papers he edited, they would literally get out the classified section if it was a slow news week and they'd probably get five or six stories from the classifieds alone. So, you know, it's worth worth keeping an eye on them even from that point of view. You're going to finish with a shaggy dog story. Finally, <laughs> there's an old story told in Cork about a lost dog and the classifieds. Yeah, I think it's... Is it Bill O'Connell that tells this story about the person in Cork who put in an ad for a lost dog and uh, they hadn't settled the bill after a couple of months? The advertising executive was sent out from the paper, called to the house looking for the £5 for the ad. And they said, oh, listen, that dog came home of his own accord. It had nothing got to do with the ad. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, thank you very much indeed for that. Uh, Brian O'Connell, uh, the fetishist, the advertisement <laughs> fetishist. Steady on. Looking through. Well, you, that's your own description. That is your own description. Looking through, looking through the small ads. Brian, thanks very much indeed.